Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. All right, all right. I am truly, truly excited this morning. I'm really, really excited. I know you you know that I always get excited whenever it's time for a podcast conversation. I'm your host, Henika Watkins-Porter, of course. This is the Entrepreneurial You podcast and TV show. A very, very warm welcome to you wherever you are listening and or watching, if you're watching live Wherever you are tuning in in from, a warm welcome to you. And particularly for those of you who are joining the Entrepreneurial You community for the very first time, we are a vibrant community of entrepreneurs, prospective entrepreneurs, business leaders, and it's just a lovely space to be a part of. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, in our previous episode last week, we delved into achieving excellence in the general insurance industry. And we got some insights there from the lovely Shirley Bridgman. Today, I want you to hang around to hear how the Caribbean Export Development Agency is facilitating investment into the region. But of course, before we embark on this, what I know is going to be enlightening conversation, you know, gratitude is a must, right? We must say thank you to those who support us. So let's take a moment, pause right here as we hear from our valued partner, the Jamaica Stock Exchange. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Well, my guest today is Damie Sinanan, and Damie is in the position of manager competitiveness and export promotion with the Caribbean Development Agency, CEDA, as we know it. His major area of focus is trade and export promotion and works very closely with the private sector in the Caribbean. He has over 15 years experience in the field of export promotion, having previously held posts at Export TT, the official trade promotion agency of Trinidad and Tobago, and the Inter-American Development Bank. Damie holds a BSc and MSc in economics from the University of the West Indies. Yay! He is currently completing his PhD in economics with UA St. Augustine campus with an emphasis on, you guessed it, trade. Today, we are going to talk on 
All Things Caribbean Investment Forum. That is an initiative of the CEDA, right, of CEDA. And that's the epicenter and hub where stakeholders will come together to exchange ideas, acquire knowledge, make preparations, and ultimately solidify business and investment agreements that propel the region toward the realization of a dynamic and transformative Caribbean future. I'm here for it. Welcome, welcome, Demi. Hi, thank you for having me, Annika. It's certainly a pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh, it's certainly a pleasure to have you. I know we've made some attempts before, but here you are in live and living colors, and mm -hmm. I am grateful. We're looking today at unlocking prosperity, investing in the future of the Caribbean. But before we delve into the meat of the matter, as they say, here's where I want to start with you on a light note, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine that you had a magical teleportation device that could take you anywhere in the world right now. Where would you go? And what's the first thing that you do when you arrive? Oh, gosh, I would go home. <laughs> I would go home to Trinidad and Tobago, as, as corny as it sounds, but I've been working so hard the last year, especially with COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. I haven't been home. I've only been home once, maybe in the last couple of years. So I would just take that magical teleportation device, go home to my house in Marabella, Trinidad and Tobago, spend time with my mom and my family and have some good Trinidad and Tobago food. No place like home. No place like home. That's exactly how I feel about Jamaica when I'm away. And yeah. I don't usually stay away for long. I mean, the longest I've ever stayed away from Jamaica, I think it's, well, it's in, in my earlier years, um, in my teen years, I spent three and a half months, my first tra time traveling to the U.S., mm -hmm. I spent three and a half months there. And the next longest time was in India. I spent two mm -hmm. months there a couple of years wow. ago. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I know after a while you want to go back home. So I, mm -hmm. I, I totally get it. And can I tell you, I love the Trini accent. I always oh, try to you. talk like you guys. I, I love it. Second sexiest accent in the world. Huh? So you know the first, right? <laughs> yes, I know the first. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Mm -hmm. All right, Damien, let's turn our attention to some serious matters right now. Mm -hmm. So you are at Curban Exports. Just for those who may not be aware, paint a picture in a nutshell of what the Curban Exports Development Agency is all about. Well, to put it, I mean, the the official answer, and I will start with that, is that the Caribbean Export Development Agency is the lead private sector development agency in the Caribbean regions that focuses on the CARI Forum Caribbean, which is the 14 CARICOM member states and the Dominican Republic. So that's the official answer. But how I'd like to communicate it is that we help businesses. We work very closely with the private sector in the Caribbean region to help them grow, expand, export, bring in foreign exchange, hire more people, and contribute to the economic development of the Caribbean region. We really see private sector firms, entrepreneurs, businesses, large, small, medium, micro, as really the lifeblood for the Caribbean region. Because if you don't have these businesses, if they're not thriving, if they're not employing persons, then the region is going nowhere. So our goal is really to work with the entrepreneurs and the businesses in the Caribbean region to build their, what we call their competitiveness, so they can compete globally and, you know, really put the Caribbean on the map as a business destination. And one of the things we try to do as well is to encourage investment into the region because you need that capital. We're a small region. All of us, most of us are small island developing states. 
we need to get that capital into the region to finance business activities. And I like how you have um, interjected right nicely uh, investment because we're going to go right into that. But before we do, I also must give kudos to Cedar. I am a beneficiary of a number of grants when I started business. As you see, this logo in the background is not the business I'm pursuing now, but for some strange reason, I'm not letting go of it. It's just there as if it's in the forefront still, and it's Patwa Apparel. I've gotten so many grants and support. You, you know, yes. I, I know I, I did a number of trips. I've, I've done European study tour. Mm -hmm. I have done, you know, so many other pitch competitions, so many other things that I've been, um, you know, been able to benefit from that Kerman Export does. And I'm so, so grateful, forever grateful, because when I just started business, I needed that support. And now I'm a full-fledged entrepreneur, supporting other entrepreneurs, mentoring, you know, and all of that. So um, I'm sure we're going to, outside of this conversation, Demi, uh, Kerman Export and whatever I'm doing, we're going to come face-to-face -face again in the pretty near future, I'm sure. sure. So let's talk about the main reason you're here as mm -hmm. you alluded to earlier it's all about getting investment and facilitating investment into the region and so there is the caribbean investment forum coming up it's just right around the corner and by the time this airs uh as the podcast episode it will be just on one of those days i'm thinking so tell us about the caribbean investment forum and then we're going to go into some of the um, amazing, amazing opportunities that are bound through this forum via what Caribbean Export is doing. We see the Caribbean Investment Forum as the platform for businesses to engage with businesses in the Caribbean region. So that's what the Caribbean Investment Forum is. It's for private sector firms in the Caribbean to engage with investors from outside the region to really get business deals done and to, you know, stimulate business activities. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of uh, previous conferences would call themselves, and I'm saying this with utmost confidence, you look at other investment forums that would have taken place. One, it's usually a lot of speeches. It's a lot of talk. It's a lot of promises. It's a lot of, we should do this. And Sounds this. a lot like politics, right? Exactly. <laughs> and while that is important, don't get me wrong, that kind of yes. stuff is important. What is imp What distinguishes the Caribbean Investment Forum is that it is a business driven event our agenda is focused on business we're focused on business to business meetings and we're focused on attracting a private sector audience last year was the inaugural forum it was it took place in trinidad and tobago which was the last time i was in trinidad and tobago 9 to the 11th of um of of uh november 2022 we had over 600 business persons there 600 uh, attendees there 95 percent of which were business persons and another thing this Caribbean Investment Forum takes place in the region. Usually when you have investment forums, it's usually in New York, it's in Miami, it's in London, mm. you know, because they want to, you know, attract those types of investors on their home turf. It's important we attract investors on our turf. So that's why the first investment forum took place in Trinidad. This one is in the Bahamas, and we have already advanced plans for uh, the third investment forum to take place next year. I wouldn't spoil it, but at the at, at in Bahamas, we will make that announcement about where they did it. Well, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But why do I feel it's coming to Jamaica? Why do I just get that sense? I don't maybe, know. If, maybe, if, who knows? Maybe Jamaica maybe. a wonderful location. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I just get that feeling, you know? 
All righty. That sounds exciting. So I like the fact that you're saying it's not just about, you know, the talk and so on. You're, you're preparing uh, the ground for actual business exchange to take place. And that's so important because, yes, it's, it's nice to do a getaway. It's nice to get out of your business for a day or, or, or two days or three days. But at the end of the day, we know that businesses exist because of the bottom line. To yep. make profit and how do you make profit if you're not doing sales mm -hmm. and so creating that platform i believe it's strategic i believe it's important before we go and and narrowing uh, a little more in terms of you know the the, the 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 smaller businesses that would be represented and so on let's talk about some of those overarching uh uh investment activities that are taking place across the region and i'd like to start off with the the groundbreaking uh, hybrid wind and solar farm project in, in Barbados. Now, give me a little overview about that, um, including its scale and its objective. Yeah, I mean, one of the, the, the Caribbean Investment Forum, we are focused on four strategic areas. I mean, what we have to do, we have to build a resilient Caribbean. I think the COVID-19 pandemic, I think some of the natural disasters that we faced, you know, the hurricanes, it really disrupts business in the region. And one of the things, and I, I'm saying this with confidence again, our businesses and especially our SMEs are not well equipped to deal with these sort of challenges. So for COVID-19 pandemic, you will switch to you know digital business. Our SMEs are not equipped. We can't accept payments, many, many different things. So for the Caribbean Investment Forum, we're really focused on four strategic areas to build resilience. Renewable energy, energy efficiency, digital business, transportation logistics, as well as agri-technology. We, we're convinced that those four sectors will help build resilience in the Caribbean region. So the project that you mentioned, I mean, these are all wonderful projects. You know, they're focused on promoting the wind and solar, uh, the wind and solar energy. It's a large scale project that is focused on transitioning away from fossil fuels to more sustainable business practices and more energy efficient business practices. And that's of absolute importance. But what we need are investors. Because of the scale and the large size of the projects, many of these are government projects, which is fine, but you have to have a private sector area in it. So we have to encourage investors to come in and invest in these types of projects. And the investment promotions agencies are doing a wonderful job, but Caribbean Investment Forum, that's really the platform where we can promote projects such as that. And that's mm -hmm. how we see it. That's how we see it happening. Right. So, Dame, you talked, about, you talked about the fact that it's important that not just government is involved in, in these projects. Why is it important for the private sector to be stakeholders? Because the private sector, remember governments. Governments are governments. You know, they have a certain degree. They do business in a certain way. Private mm -hmm. sector is more efficient. Private sector are more profit-driven. When you have that profit drive, you tend to do what's best for business. And that's why we think private sector firms are important. And when you have private sector firms, they can expand and they can export and they can do business. So it's important that our private sector get involved in some of these large-scale projects and it not solely be government-driven. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, as it relates to those four strategic areas that you're looking at, we've touched on, um, part we've touched on renewables. And I'm going to ask you now about that industry, uh, agro-industrial park in the Bahamas where this um, Caribbean Investment Forum is being held this year. Talk a little bit about that on, um, on one of your, your strategy areas. Yeah. I mean, agri-technology, the Caribbean region is one of the most food insecure regions in the world. We don't produce much, with the exception of maybe Guyana, Suriname, perhaps Belize. 
most of our food is imported. I mean, I live in Barbados and food prices are so expensive, again, because everything is imported. And when you have global disruptions in supply chains like we recently saw, I mean, that can impact upon what is available. I mean, we're not a starving region, but we have that potential if there's any disruption in, in, in supply. We have to become more food secure. And to do that, given the limited land space that we have, given the limited labor, the limited resources, we have to invest in agriculture technology. And the project that you mentioned in Bahamas, I mean, this is exactly the type of thing that we have to invest in. Large-scale farms that use technology such as hydroponics, such as advanced farming techniques, so we can build that scale in terms of, um, in terms of, um, in, in terms of agriculture technology. There are a lot of other good examples in the region. You know, Guyana, they're, they're doing such good work in terms of putting together farms that can supply food to the entire region. We're seeing hydroponics, we're seeing container farming. It's a new innovation that's happening. So we have to continue to pursue these types of innovations in agriculture technology. And to do that, once again, we need to attract investment, not only capital, but know-how. I mean, Caribbean region is small. Yes, we have an innovative people, but sometimes you have to look at what technology is available out there and how we can bring that in and adapt it to the Caribbean experience. So that's what's important in terms of, in terms of agriculture technology. Sounds good, Demi. So as it relates to uh, your pillar of transportation and logistics, walk us through one of those examples that you'd want to, or, or you know, investment opportunities that, that abound in this area. Yeah. I mean... I don't think I have to tell anyone who's on this podcast. I mean, transport and logistics is one of the major challenges to doing business across the region. If I have to get to, I'm in Barbados, if I have to get to St. Lucia, it's easier for me to get to Miami than it is to get to St. Lucia. It's easier for, it's cheaper for me to get to Miami. Don't get me started on that one there, yeah? <laughs> yeah. And that's a fact. Yes. And if we're and we're a service oriented, we're a service oriented uh, economy as well. So many of our people are service providers. So you have to move people in the region, not just goods. And moving people in the region is difficult. When you to, and when we move to the goods side, you know, if I have to send a container to St. Lucia once again, I'll probably have to go to Miami and I probably have to go to Jamaica or Panama before it even gets back to St. Lucia. And it's so expensive. And that's a real hindrance in doing business. So again, how can we solve this transportation logistics problem? True investment, true making sure we have the right port infrastructures, that we have the right technology. Last year, we had a company called Flying Ship Technologies who were introducing these innovative ships that can move goods in between the islands. And they were able to secure investment at our forum last year. And they're going to be at our forum this year to demonstrate their product um, and demonstrate their what, what they can offer. And these are the types of innovations that we need. Now, it's a very complicated topic, um, uh, transport and logistics, but it's something that we are confident we need to focus on. Mm -hmm. And finally, your fourth pillar um, is the digital uh, area, which is actually my, one of my favorite because before even COVID made it a thing, I was a digital, I became a digital entrepreneur. I transitioned mm -hmm. from my brick and mortar, cattle apparel, into the entrepreneurial you. And you know, I've just been working digitally long before I said COVID made it a thing. So just talk us through some of the opportunities that exist um, uh, in, a, in a major way. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about it in the context of COVID. And I mean, that's, that, that's sort of the eye-opener. But the Caribbean has been lagging in terms of digital business for a long time. COVID showed that. COVID, COVID showed, showed that, that up. Yes. Yeah. But yes. if we're honest with ourselves, like long before COVID, I mean, 
SMEs in the US, even if we look at other developing countries, SMEs in other developing in Africa. I mean, we just took a mission to Africa. And you know, you can do pay, online payments. It's a it's mobile payments, it's readily acceptable in, in Ghana. And SMEs are sort of benefiting from that. Even the shops that decide in the streets, they accept mobile payments. That's not something that we even do in the Caribbean region. It's a large scale it, across many islands. I mean, it's it's up and coming, but it's up and coming five, six Forever. years <laughs> late. Yeah, Forever, five, yes. six years be behind the curve. And we have to, again, encourage a di di digitalization of businesses, especially SMEs in the Caribbean region. We have to make sure we have connectivity. We have to make sure we have uh, e-payments sorted out. We have the policies and procedures. We have the support for the schools. So are we teaching our young people digital business at a very early age? I mean, and again, investment comes into that. So if I'm an app developer and I'm, I have a, I have the next Apple uh, fancy app in my mind, whatever that is, and I want to get it done, how can I access funding and how can I access know-how and capital to get that done? And again, that's where we see investment coming in. So at the CIF, we will be profiling these innovative projects in AI. In, in all, I know AI is a very controversial term, but in AI in digital business, that is ripe for investment in the Caribbean region. Mm -hmm. And isn't it funny in the region, we we're just talking about AI like it just appeared yesterday. Exactly. It's, it's a new thing. Yeah. yeah. For like not... years. It's yeah. been around for several years. I mean, when I just started this podcast in 2017, and, and I mean, I was very late to the game. Yeah. Um, I had conversations with persons about artificial intelligence and we were just, you know, um, bursting at our seams, just looking at what the U.S. is doing and so many other uh, territories. But here uh, in the region, you know, we, we are luggers um, and there are some countries, there are some islands that are ahead of the game in spite of being still behind. Yeah, As, and so there's a lot of catching up that needs to happen. But lest our listeners, our viewers for the live think that, oh, this is just for these large investors. And, you know, if you don't have this major project, then the CIF is not for me. Let's take it home to the, the small business owner, the micro business owner, even who wants to, you know, take their business to the next level, looking for a platform, um, take it a little, go a little deeper in terms of what the expectations are and how it is that the CIF is proposing to solve some of these challenges that business owners have? Yeah, I mean, one, from a purely informational point of view, it's going to be important because we have industry experts who are going to be speaking. I'm talking private sector industry experts who are mm -hmm. speaking at our forum. We have actual investors who are, and I mean, they're not, they're invested in large scale projects, yes, but we have a lot of equity investors as well who are looking to invest in small and medium sized enterprises who are looking to give their know-how and their you know capital to small and medium-sized enterprises. We expect to have many of them at CIF, and there's a, what we call a business opportunity center, whereby, and we have a, a conference app that's governing our conference, you can actually set meetings with these investors at our business opportunity center to have a discussion about, you know, even if it's not about capital, about know-how, about what can I do to improve my business or grow my business or scale my business. That's important when we're talking about SMEs. Is Yes, it's good to have a, a SME and a micro business, but is your business scalable? Can you take it not to the next level, but like 10, 20 levels above? That's important because if we're doing business in this environment, we can't survive simply on, you know, micro, small, wonderful, but you have to look at a path towards growing your business 
Otherwise, it's 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 going to be very very difficult, and that's mm -hmm. what the CIF will will encourage networking and networking and bringing businesses together to see where the opportunities are, and there are opportunities available for micro, small, and medium sized enterprises, not just large scale businesses. Right. So as we are in this era of people, planet, and profit, right? It's all about you know we're looking for sustainability a lot of businesses are thinking sustainability um what kind of if any what consideration is being made for you know social enterprises you know not just in it for the profit but you're all about the people and the planet as well uh what kind of a space is being created for social enterprises and i ask this question with so much bias yeah <laughs> social enterprises are welcome i mean it's a business i mean in social enterprises yes profit may not be the motive but you know you have a developmental focus there are developmental investors who are looking to make a difference and i mean you know you have to be sustainable yes but you can't uh, social enterprises can't survive on grant funding can't survive on uh you know you have to be sustainable as a social enterprise you have to make sure that your 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 activities have a constant revenue stream that can support them and you have investors who are interested in that kind of thing you know climate climate um, um uh, mitigation you know social in terms of making sure that we have a, a functioning society you have investors that are interested in that type of thing again it's all about networking it's all about mm -hmm. making sure you are there and you're meeting the people that you need to meet and the right people and you can't sometimes sit down by your desk and do that you have to actually be in the field and meet persons and network and that's what the cif is um is providing a platform to do awesome and yes so um, as a social enterprise we want to make sure that we're not the as you said we're not relying on grant funding um we are making profit so that we can reinvest that profit exactly. into the business in right yeah. into the business absolutely i see too i was reading and i saw that there is a pitch competition um that would be part of it so in a so you've talked about the speakers you've talked about the opportunities for persons to network and so on talk about some uh talk about some of the things that will be happening on the ground so for example the pitch competitions and any such thing um other thing that you want to make mention of yeah well we, we have our plenary our main plenary which will have you know your panel discussions and your keynote speakers and everything and we have some very very wonderful keynote speakers this year we have dr nicholas profit who is uh, the ceo of celesta capital who is a Caribbean-born person, but he's now a major player in Silicon Valley. So he's coming back to lend some of his expertise. Mm -hmm. We have Mr. Aaron Beilenberg, who's part of the Boston Consulting Group, who does heavy investing in um, renewable technologies. He is there to give his um, his 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 uh, his insight. We have a, a financing panel where we have the CEOs of Republic Bank Limited, um, of First uh, Caribbean, of uh, some major financiers in the region uh afri exim bank who just came in who will talk about what they have to offer because if you have to have investments you have to finance investments so that's that all, all of those will be part of our plenary but we also have as i noted before our business uh our business opportunity center whereby businesses can meet and engage and have one-on-one -on -one business to business meetings we also have our investment villages where we will be presenting projects that are investment ready so that investors can you know, see the details and in the, the, the nuts and bolts of a project and decide if they want to invest in it. And as you mentioned, Anika, the pitch competition, this is something we had last year in Trinidad and we thought it was absolutely well done and it absolutely benefits small and medium-sized enterprises. 
entrepreneurs who have an idea and who are seeking investment has an opportunity to pitch to a panel of expert judges and win cash prizes. But beyond the cash prize, I mean, that's a good incentive, but you get to show your idea to investors and get that valuable feedback. And I think to me, that's worth more than any, that's worth more than any cash prize. You get to get feedback from established investors and established business persons, and perhaps maybe even get investment at that. If somebody's really interested in your idea, maybe get investment at, or right there, or at least interest at the CIF. So these are just some of the activities that we have. But all in all, it's focused. It's a heavy business-focused event. All right. Sounds sounds really fascinating. Demi, how does one register for the Caribbean Investment Forum? www.caribbeaninvestmentforum.com. Log on. You can purchase your tickets there. Um, if you want to have a... Because uh, I, I'll, I'll give a discount. The, the tickets are there, but we have a discount code available to your viewers who, who see your podcast. So use the code Deidre, D-E-I-D-R-E, 15, and you can get 15% off on your um, on your ticket. That's Deidre, 15. And the reason why I'm saying Deidre, if anybody asks, she's our, uh, she set up this interview, so I thought it wise to give her, her, her discount. Oh, oh, tribute to Deidre. <laughs> yes. Oh, that sounds amazing. All right, so make sure that this goes out, um, you know, well, it will be going out just around the conference time, but the live is here, so persons can, you know, rewatch that and sure. claim claim the the discount if they so desire. Yes. All right, all right. Give me your final thoughts, Demi. Um, this is such an inspiring conversation, learning about the, the various in, uh, investment opportunities that exist uh, in the region. But just hearing from you and your enthusiasm about the project, albeit that you'd love to be in Trinidad, <laughs> but you're so enthused yeah. about it and presenting it to us. Thank you so much. So share your final thoughts with us. What that one thing would you want our viewers, listeners to, to know that you have not yet said? It can't be business as usual. It can't be business. You can't continue to do business. All entrepreneurs, you can't continue to do business the same way like you've done. I mean, we like to point to COVID-19 as the critical point, but it's been long before that. The world is moving in a different direction. Other regions are moving in a different direction, doing business differently. The Caribbean region has to do the same. So if you're an entrepreneur, look at what you're doing. How can you improve it? Don't rest on your laurels and don't think, you know, the brick and mortar way of doing things, it's, it's, it's long gone. And it has not maybe reached the Caribbean region, but it will. So look at what you're doing. Take an introspective look at your business. Seek guidance. There are a lot of agencies like Caribbean Export who are providing guidance. Go out there, get assistance, and innovate in the way you're doing business. That's that's my that that and come to the Caribbean Investment Forum as well. For, as yes, well. yes. And you know, I did say final, but and 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 before you even allude to it, I knew I needed to ask this. So for persons who are listening and want that support from the Caribbean Export Development Agency. I've shared earlier how I have been a beneficiary um, of what CEDA has to offer. Just take us take a 30 seconds and share what are some of the ways, how are some of the ways in which the Caribbean Export Development Agency assists business owners? Well, I mean, we, uh, uh, we provide technical assistance. We will be providing grant funding once again. So technical assistance uh, to build your capacity. So if you're an exporter and you want to go and you need packaging, labeling, 
food safety requirements, uh, market information. So if you're looking for a new market, we can provide you with the market information that you need, coaching, mentorship, grant funding. That's what we do and investment attraction. So those are some of the areas that we work. Caribbean Export is always innovating in the services that we provide. We're also always seeking new funding out there so that we can provide new and exciting opportunities for SMEs. So we will continue to do so in the future. So log on to our website, www.carb-export.com to really see what we can offer and reach out. Reach out to us and we'll be happy to provide whatever information we can. Absolutely. And um, they've not paid me to say this, but I can tell you that I have watched Caribbean Export because I'm on the mailing list. Mm -hmm. I've watched them over the years, you know, transition, even as COVID called for a new way of doing things. I have seen how they've transitioned. So yes, it's a good support agency to be in touch with. Get on their mailing list, know what is happening, read their blogs, know what is happening. Thank you so much, Damis Sinanon. It has been such a pleasure speaking with you. Finally, we've, we've got to um, do this conversation and it was worth it, I believe. It was, I think so. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I really enjoy your podcast and, and your work. And we look forward to working with you again in the future. Absolutely, my pleasure. Again, thank you, Damie Sinanon, for sharing your valuable insights and, of course, your expertise with us today. For me, it has been enlightening, and I'm sure for those who will catch this podcast or listening to the conversation have found it to be that way, uh, we are getting first-hand uh, information, knowledge of what the developments are like, what are those developments happening in the region, as we focused according to uh, what um, Damie pointed out the four strategy areas, right? Renewable energies, um, digital, uh, transportation and logistics, as well as agro-processing. So those four areas in particular are the areas that are focused right now. And we can see that, you know, they are doing an amazing job based on what is happening, what we're seeing coming out, the fruit of their labor. So the conversation on the entrepreneurial you, as always, I find to be insightful, even as I host them, I find them to be insight, insightful and enlightening. So for more information, I invite you to visit hennikawatkisporty.com and you'll be able to see the show notes uh, that are, and links that are related to today's episode, including the code, the discount code that you should apply to, you know, catch the Caribbean Investment Forum happening uh, in the season. Um, the exact dates, again, remind us of the exact dates again, Jamie, please. 23rd to the 25th of October. Right, the 23rd. Like the to the, right, the 23rd to the 25th of uh, October in the Bahamas. So thanks again for being part of this podcast community. Your support certainly fuels my passion and I can't wait to bring you more exciting guests that will have conversations that will, you know, help you to be uh, forward, to go forward on your podcast. I mean, on your entrepreneurial, your business journey. Now, I want you to affirm this with me as I close. You are capable, resilient, and full of potential. So I want you to affirm with me that I am capable, I'm resilient, and full of potential. I embrace each day with confidence and determination, knowing that I have the strength to overcome challenges and achieve my goals. My journey is a testament to my inner power and I am on the path to success. I will keep moving forward with unwavering, unwavering belief in myself and I will continue to make a positive impact 
on my life as well as those around me. Until next time, I want you to stay healthy. I want you to stay curious. And of course, stay tuned to the Entrepreneurial You podcast. What good?